Hello there and welcome to Talking About Risks with me, Sunny Gopal. This is an audio extract from a video on my YouTube channel. And of course, if you prefer to watch the video, head on over to that channel, which is one word, R-E-D-R-I-S-K-S, and hit that subscribe and the notification bells. I promise you, there's no junk, it's all educational. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to Red Risks. This one's about management of change. Yes, I know, that old chestnut, but I just want to share with you some fundamentals. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, there's a link here in the corner. Please subscribe, it'll really help the channel grow. Let's get going. Before I start, I just want to say that it's very easy to be stuck on an island producing these things. And I know you know what management of change is. So I'm not going to get drawn into defining in details what it is. So I'm just going to share some fundamentals with you. We look back historically, there's been some really bad accidents, catastrophic incidents. And the particular ones that spring to my mind are Flixborough, uh, Grangemouth and Longford. I picked these because there are some clear indicators there which point to management of change as being one of the root causes. So Flixborough was in 1974 and it was NIPRO UK. And when we look at some of the findings, there are words that'll pop up like plant modification, no calculations, no drawing. And this was actually straight out of the HSC UK's website, clearly pointing there to management of change. If we look at Grangemouth in 1987, which was BP oil, there are some specific words from the review that pops out there. The low-level trip that was provided was disconnected. Previous hazard review identified gas breakthrough as a concern, but nothing was done. And of course, let's look at Longford, 1998 SO in Australia. And there, there were some specific findings, which are very interesting as it relates to management of organizational change. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But where you think about people and organizations, very easy to overlook the fact that changing people or moving them from job to job can also have an impact in terms of risk and safety management. Okay, I know, I said I wouldn't talk about defining MOC, but for those who are not familiar, let me just give you a quick definition. It's about identifying potential hazards that a change can introduce and then assessing the risks associated with those hazards and then dealing with them. It covers many areas, and I'm not going to go into the different areas that it will cover, but it certainly covers a whole host of areas. We're going to cover three areas, though, which is firstly to do with changes to the plant. And these are changes that could affect the integrity of a plant or its ability to function properly. Some examples, there could be minor changes that could be quite significant. Minor in terms of, for example, rerouting a sampling point or changing a sampling point to significant where there's a complete process unit change out, maybe even introducing a new compressor. You can see the range of scale of change there in terms of plant. Then, of course, there's changes to people, which I alluded to when I talked about the uh, Longford uh, incident in Australia. This is where people's roles and uh, their job functions are changed without really giving due consideration to what they're doing being safety critical. And of course, for example, it could be to do with specific expertise that they might need in a control room, or it could be to do a particular operational procedure. And that could have a serious impact in terms of um, risk exposure. 
Changes to processes is quite straightforward. These are changes that affect the processes you need to follow to get things done. And it might be maintenance system procedures or financial control systems, planning processes, the whole bunch of processes that are within an organization that makes it tick. And changing these procedures and processes can have a serious impact. But let's talk about when. When do we look at change and management of change? Think of it as same same. It could be something where you're replacing one item with another exactly the same, same function, same scope of duty, everything. There you might consider it as not requiring a management of change process, also known as like for like. But there are others where it could be same same, but different. You might have the same piece of equipment, but it might be doing a little bit of a different job in terms of the material that it's handling. And of course, there is the different different, totally different. You change out not only the equipment, but also the type of duty that it's involved with. But how do we go about looking at management change? Here is a straightforward six-stage approach. It's, it's not, I would say, same in every organization. It can vary. But think of it as you start a change or you want to change. You have to verify. Then you do your risk assessment and review. Then you get an approval process in place and then through to authorization and then closure. Just a simple six-stage process. I have seen some which are smaller, and in some organizations I've seen some which are enormous. There is a trade-off in this in terms of the number of steps that are involved. Procedures and checklists play a key role when it comes to management of change. And what you really could ask are guiding questions in terms of, well, yes or no. I tend to stick to yes or no. I don't have question marks or maybes or can be's because I think it creates another layer of risk exposure. So have guiding questions and then respond with yes or no uh, or checklists. Let me share some examples with you in terms of possible categories. Here we're looking at risk to people and some of the guiding questions that you could have. Obstructions, additional manning, frequent handling, etc. I'm going to go through these very quickly just to give you a flavor for some of these things. This is about guiding questions related to safety critical equipment. And here's one about guiding questions for environmental impact. And last but not least is about original process design guiding questions associated with that. It's very important to keep records of management of change. Why? Because it provides an auditable trail uh, relative to what you've done in terms of managing those risks and those hazards. And especially important when you have to show compliance with uh, codes, practices and standards. It's also a way of ensuring that the proposed changes received the correct level of review and approval, thinking back to my six-stage approach. And it's especially by people who have the authority and the appropriate technical expertise to make sure that they are managing that change effectively and reviewing that change effectively. It's about ensuring that all the risks associated with the change are identified, assessed and managed. It's also about making sure that all the necessary procedures, training and documentation are in place before the change is introduced into the organization. So to conclude, we must carry out businesses safely. And the ultimate objective is to protect the people who work at or live near our site. And management of change plays a very key role in that. It helps us to assess and manage changes so that there is no impact on the safety of our operations and the success of our business. 
We've learned some very hard lessons over the years from catastrophic events. So it's important that we try and capitalize on that when we look at management of change and make sure that these things aren't repeated. And of course, we have to recognize that it's not just about changes to plant and processes. It's also about people and how they can seriously affect our businesses uh, that we operate. So on a final note, an effective MOC will ensure that we assess and manage all changes so that there is no impact on the safety of our operations and the success of our business. It's, it's of course always inevitable that there will be risk and safety issues, but managing a change is one that shouldn't really catch you out and creep up on you because we know from experience of the catastrophic events that can happen as a result of poor management of change. Short video about management change. As I said, it's a very popular subject and sometimes there are lots and lots of opinions on it. The bottom line is just make sure that you have a gateway process or a staged approach in terms of managing change. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. And um, till next time.